Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey. Welcome to You Mean a Poltergeist. Welcome to the show. We are your paranormal friends that talk about coffins or demons or anything I can... Rhyme with friends. Friends. This is getting harder and harder. I've run out of things to mention. With... Ghosts of the malevolent. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. What's up, babe? Not much. What's up with you? Nothing. I'm still unemployed. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. You had a phone interview, like, I don't know. Five minutes ago? Five, Legitimately five minutes ago. It was just for longer. an expression of interest and seeing where they could place people. Yeah. Are they going to place you anywhere? I'll find out end of the week. Hopefully they take you, take these broken wings and learn to fly again. He reassured me that I can still keep applying for jobs, though. That was good. Ah, thank you, sir. Yeah. That's nice of him to let you know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're not going to call me back. All right. (laughs) Goodbye. If I get an email, I know that I've I've not made it. Yeah, if you get a call, maybe, you know, never know, something might happen. Yeah, maybe he'll be like, so I've seen your feet. <laughs> uh, I'll give you money for feet. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your feet and I like what you're walking on. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Need a pedicure, but they look pretty good. <laughs> I could give you a pedicure. Discount Braden pedicure. <laughs> I don't understand what a pedicure is. It's the foot manicure i don't understand what a manicure is either it's the hand cleaning and nail cleaning oh, okay well i don't make a nail look look pretty i can give you <laughs> i can give you a nail um art i need like my full foot pumice probably cheese grated a little bit oh, this a lot of dangerous. moisturizer a lot of exfoliant is it some bath salts that's hummus. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that makes <sighs> <sense>. hummus. <laughs> well, like you told me, otherwise I was just going to be putting your foot in a vat of hummus. <laughs> <laughs> no, pumice stone, like I've got hanging in the shower that I don't use. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I use occasionally. Oh, ew. On my genital warts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know I'm what joking. will get that off? Paint thinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a story we won't tell. It's about my dad, so let's. I won't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get rid of things with paint thinner. Anyhow. Anyway. <laughs> steering clear of that. Let's iceberg. get on a different topic. Yeah. So, uh, 
hopefully when this episode is up, you patrons have gotten a really good video from us on our oh, Patreon. Oh, yeah. And it is are. the reveal of the design. Sorry, babe. I got so excited. No, yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to be doing a little commentary over top of it. Hell fucking yeah. A little work in progress work video in and progress then also video. the actual reveal. How exciting. Also, we have $1 tiers over there now on Patreon. So if you want to support us, you can jump over there to www.patreon.com slash youmeanapolterguys and lend us your ears and support. And believe it or not, we're actually going to be uploading our episodes early to Patreon. And even if you sign up to that $1 tier, you will get access oh yeah at least 48 hours early at least 48 hours maybe early. less maybe, maybe more less, maybe more <laughs> who knows who knows not us we should but we don't thank you for your very soft chime <laughs> singing <laughs> you're welcome i'm sorry everyone listening I want to know whose voice came out on top there. Like, I'm just yours. in the background, just like... And you're just like... <laughs> yours would have come out on top. <laughs> or it would have just been very confusing for everyone listening. And I apologize. Ah, well. <laughs> I was really vibing. You were vibing with the whatever we were talking about. Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> And our $1 tiers. Where well, you can go and support us. I'm going to say it again. You can support us. You can get access to all the posts, maybe. And you'll become a little ghost. A little ghosty ghost. Yeah. What paranormal uh, debauchery are we talking about today? <laughs> I'm doing another demon because I saw it when I was doing Zozo. And last you wanted week. to do another one. Yeah. I like it. I like doing demons. Oh, God. Mm. Speaking of doing demons, I've got something that has relevance to that later <laughs> in the episode. So stick around for that. Sticking around for it because I have no choice. <laughs> yeah, you've got to sit here and I could it. walk away. I feel like there's plenty of times you've been talking I've just gotten up and walked away, gone and gotten a drink. <laughs> <laughs> there has been. There has been. And it's not that I'm not bored. I just can't sit still. I, like, say something I've written and wait for a reaction, and it's like, oh, she's not here. (laughs) I'm actually in the kitchen. I can hear you. And I just hear a little, ha, 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 from the kitchen. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so mean. It's not not you. You do amazing stories. You're very theatrical. It's me, literally. I can't sit still. I've got to be doing something. Yeah. Like, even right now, I'm playing with my hand. Yeah, well, you know, it's fun. Hands are cool. Giving good. yourself a pedicure. I did some yoga manicure. manicure. I did some yoga this morning. Oh shit! And I go? did some yesterday. So you guess, I guess you could say I've got a routine. How much savasana was in it? Only fifteen seconds. Okay, each because time, or just fifteen seconds? Just fifteen seconds. Oh, it's nothing. I was expecting you to say like ninety-five percent oh, savasana. I had a nap. <laughs> yeah, had a nap on the I did yoga. yoga mat. It was all savasana. <laughs> it was just savasana. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what savasana is, it's, it's just rest. where you lay down. Yeah. yeah, lay on your back, stare at the sky. I just, I was like, Have all right, nap. yoga's done. Got to go do the extra little bit of research for the podcast. I don't even know if mine is in a good order because I was doing it last night, half asleep with heartburn. Oh, you. Oh, Ew. I have had heartburn the last couple of weeks and I'm like, what the fuck is causing it? Did not have any heartburn yesterday. Then I was like, you know what looks good right now? 
a massive glass of orange juice. Oh, shit. It Sculled that down. Oh, I was no. thirsty as all shit because we all know yeah. I don't drink water. Exactly. Never. And then um, I got a heartburn. Oh, fuck. Are you okay? Uh, Did uh, you vomit? No, I I do do sicky burps. Ew. Yeah. That's not good. That's just... And I get like that saliva. Ugh, hurts. Yeah. I cough. Ugh. And then you like get heartburn. And I get heartburn from orange juice. It is pretty acidic. That doesn't mean shit. Like I mean, I'm trying to combat scurvy over here. <laughs> also a relevant thing <laughs> for what I'm talking about. All right. You want to start off, babe? I can. And I will. All right. Hell yeah, get to Y'all it. seen the movie Hereditary? Yeah. This oh, is about the demon in it, and wow. it's real. Shit, I'm in. Yeah, and I'm just going to put a warning out there. Even speaking the name can be a form of summoning. Okay, well, fuck. That's why I That's lit some white sage. <laughs> okay. Can we do, like, an anagram of the name? Like, mean? some other, like, just mix the letters around a bunch? Make no, because no, he goes by many a name. Ah, oh, so it doesn't matter. You could just say doesn't Greg matter. and then fucking, whoop, there he is. I mean, it could pop up. Shit. All right, so let me go. This is the demon, Payman. 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 Well, we just summoned him four times. Payman. Payman. <laughs> if you're respectful towards him, he's respectful towards you. Okay. I think that's the going with all demons. If you're a fucking little cunt to them... They're, they're gonna decapitate you. Ah, oh, is that what? Yeah, exactly. That no spoilers for Hereditary, obviously. But. Oh no, I'm gonna recite the whole entire. Okay, movie. well, spoilers for Hereditary. If you haven't seen Hereditary, fast forward like twenty minutes. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. All right, they're gone. Okay, they go. Come back. <laughs> um, I've already written. I've already gone through half of written already. Okay. Okay. So, he's featured in a few different movies. There's The Last Shift, The Last Exorcism, and Ghoulies, which was a 1985 movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, Payman's in those movies. But this, we're just focusing on his depiction in Hereditary. Cool. And how accurate the depiction is to all the ancient texts that he is featured in and is written about. Creepy. Yeah. So, um, in the movie, the demon is invoked using summoning spells, and many of the ways that the demon is depicted is true, which is what I just said. Like, I'm, I've been reading about this, so I'm I'm not even reading off my paper half of this. Nice. Sorry. Um, so, there are many parts of the movie where the director used real aspects of payment as well. Like, he fucking did his research. Oh, really? Yeah. Dive, dive deep into those ancient terms of law. Well, there are some materials early as... The 1200s with wow. this demon in it. That's pretty early. That 1200s. I feel like they only just started learning how to write. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. first thing they write about demons. Yeah, here we go. They only <laughs> learned how to write in the 1200s. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know history. <laughs> I can in my barely mind, I'm like, write. oh, 1200s. That's like yesterday. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> we're in the 2000s. Yeah, you're right. It's like 800 years ago. Yeah, that's right. Right? Holy shit. That makes you feel <sighs> young. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he makes an appearance in The Lesser Key of Solomon, or also known as Clavic- Clavicula Salomonis Regis. 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 Is that some sort of Latin word? Yep. 
or it's called Lemmageddon. Lemmageddon? Lemmageddon? Lemmageddon. Or Lemmageddon. Lemmageddon. I don't know. Interesting. It has different names, but it's all one book. It's all one big, like, script of stuff. Yeah, so right. So it's an anonymous grimoire or spell book on demonology. Cool. Um, it was essentially all compiled together in the mid-17th century, but the materials used to compile it was from the 1200s. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so the text was divided into five books, but the main one we're going to talk about is Ars Gotea. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these That's words. Fine. I don't fucking know No anything. one speaks Latin anymore. Anyway. <laughs> right? Like, anyway. Um, so with an obvious source of information in that book from Johan Weyer's Pseudo-Monarchia Darman. Cool. Damonum. Nice. Um, <laughs> translated to False Monarchy of Demons. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that was written in 1577, um, and it contains a lot of information about payment and also it's a um he's featured in another book which is a bit of a throwback to the last episode zozo um in the dictionary infernal so he's yeah. in there as well so all these books all these sources pretty much describe him as the king of the west and he's said to be one of the eight kings the of, west of hell okay not west West, like the world, like Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West, you put you. It's just Will Smith from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it comes into my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's the king of the West and is said to be one of the eight kings of hell. Um, in, there's another book, Liber, Liber Officiorum Spiritum. Mm-hmm. He's listed as listed as the third king of hell. Damn. Like third in reign. Like he's up there. King, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Like, fuck. Um, and he's more obedient to Lucifer than what the other kings of hell are. Right. So he's like, yes, Lucifer, whatever you say, Lucifer, I'll get you your coffee, Lucifer. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also has 200 legions of spirits that just follow him around, all that kind of shit. His army. His army, Yes. Some books say he's only got like seventy five, or like like twenty, and he's like two hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say two hundred. He seems like a pretty like powerful spirit. You know? Yeah, yeah. He has two hundred. Um, some are angels and demons. He's got he's got mix. He's got you know he's not. Oh, dis- he doesn't like discriminate. Fallen angels. No, it just says angels and demons. Oh, mm. weird. Weird. Um, so he's mentioned in a lot of different books, as I said, and under different names. So he's mentioned as Payman, but with a Y. He's, so the original spelling is P-A-I-M-O-N, mm-hmm. and then he's mentioned as P-A-Y-M-O-N. Right. They probably wanted to differentiate it from Pie Man. Pie Man, yes. <laughs> um, there's another book he's mentioned as Abalam. 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 I don't think mm. that's how you say it, or Ablam. I don't know. Um, Poyman and Bayman. 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 With a I feel B. like I've heard Bayman before. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I am Bayman, your oh. personal healthcare companion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Baymax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Very close, though. 
So one of the things portrayed in the movie is that in the old text that a sacrifice must be made to summon the demon. It's not true. Well, an offering, you can have an offering. You don't necessarily have to decapitate your family Yeah, right. to summon him. But I guess depending on how you summon him or the reasons for your summoning, he can request you do things for whatever thing you need, you know? So if you're like, I want to be the richest man in the world, he's like, well, you better kill Donald Trump. Yeah, you've got to, it's got to be a... And then I'll make you the richest man in the world. Yeah, like the the power or the amount of sacrifice determines what you get in return. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I hear you. So I'm just going to do the movie plot for you guys. I tried to do it in dot point. Mm-hmm. It's only like a page long. Okay. I'll read it very quickly. So, backstory. It's a family of four, wife, husband, Annie and Steve. They have a 16-year-old son, Peter, 13-year-old daughter, Charlie. Cool. They attend their um, Annie's mother's funeral, Ellen. Um, a week later, Steve is informed that Ellen's grave has been desecrated and Annie starts seeing her mother's um, apparition. As a support group, Annie makes friends with this lady um, who ends up being her mother's friend, but she doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, but she, like, goes on about how Ellen is very, like, secretive and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So then in the movie, Peter lies about going to a school event, but he's actually going to a party, but then Annie doesn't know that he's going to a party, so he's like... So he's like, take your sister Charlie. They're at the movie. Charlie eats cake that contains nuts, has an allergic reaction. He has to drive her to the hospital. When he's driving her to the hospital, she winds down the window, puts her head out the window. He's driving forward, sees a dead deer, tries to avoid it, swerves. Her head hits a pole. She gets decapitated. Dead. He doesn't do anything. He just drives home in shock. With her dead body in the car, and then her mum finds it. Their mum finds it in the morning. Um, so then, after the funeral and everything, um, Annie starts to behave really coldly towards her husband, Steve, and um, doesn't really... Speak to the son again. Doesn't speak to the son at all, Peter. Um, and Peter starts seeing Charlie's presence around the house. Um, so then... Joan teaches Annie how to perform a seance to communicate with Charlie. Yeah. And then Charlie seemingly possesses Annie until Steve douses her with water. Annie suspects that Charlie's spirit is malevolent. Um, she throws Charlie's sketchbook. She, so Charlie has a sketchbook that she draws in. She's like a pretty yeah. eccentric child. Um, throws that to the fire. She lights on fire. And then she takes the book out Boom. and it's no longer on fire. And so she's like, fuck, oh my god, let's go see Joan. Like, she might know something about this. She goes to Joan's place, sees that Joan is not there, but has, like, craft that her mum would have made. And is like, what the fuck? What's going on? So she, like, inspects the house, finds pictures of her, of Joan and Ellen together, and then goes upstairs and sees fucking Ellen's decapitated body in the, in house. the fucking attic. Okay? Boom. Boom. Big shack. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Big shack. And he shows Steve. Steve's like, you fucking did that. And he's like, no, I fucking didn't. And then Annie throws the book into the fireplace and Steve bursts into flames because she's like, because Annie's like, we we need to kill ourselves to sacrifice and stop the haunting. Of course. That's reasonable, you know? Yeah. It's logical. 
Um, but Steve burns into flames and then Annie gets possessed. Um, it's like a, a light goes into her. She gets possessed. Yeah. Um, Peter wakes up because he came. Oh, sorry. I missed a whole fucking part. So when Peter's at school, he like has, gets possessed and breaks his nose. Comes that home. was one of the more vivid scenes of that movie. I remember being quite scared by that. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. A light. Hmm? A light. And I was like, oh, no light. <laughs> and then it goes into him. I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. He feels the light. Fuck. Anyway, so he wakes up finally, sees his father's dead body, and then Annie, who's possessed, chases him into the um, to the attic, which is decorated with occult imagery. I will get to that in a second. Um, So then, levitating, Annie beheads herself with a piano wire as a naked coven member looks on, which. When I started seeing the naked people, I started screaming. Because yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Why yeah. is there naked people everywhere? That was the one part where you just started like, go, you're like, <laughs> I oh. started freaking out. <gasps> I started freaking out. Um, so then Peter jumps out the window, lies on the ground, a light enters his body. And then he follows Annie's levitating corpse into Charlie's treehouse, where Charlie's crowned severed head rests atop a mannequin. Join another coven members and the headless corpses of his mother and grandmother bow to him, Joan addressing him as Charlie, so as an oath to him as payment, stating that he has been liberated from his female host and is free to rule over them. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. As we know. So, was the grandmother sacrificing everyone so that payment could possess Dingo's body? The boy. Right, but what had she asked for his request to be that is what I want to fucking know. Wait, what? Well, you ask payment. Oh, I see. In a in the ritual, I haven't even explained this yet. So in the ritual, when he comes to you, you ask him questions, and he knows everything, and you let him answer your questions. But then he has a question for you, or he has a task for you. Yeah. Or if your offering's not enough. He will tell you. I, I need, need this. more. So I'm like, what the fuck? His whole, Did the Ellen whole family, do? the whole family, the whole will family. die. I must possess your firstborn grandson. Indeed. Anyway, so during the movie, there's symbols written everywhere, right? Yep. That's the real symbol for payment. Oh, really? They went hard on the. They real went symbol? hard on it, so it kind of looks like. Four dudes sitting on a bench and three of them are holding balls. And that's the only way I can explain what it right. looks like. I'll put up a picture on our Instagram, hopefully. That's good. If I don't forget. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I'll forget. <laughs> the occultist Carol Polk Runyon believes that payment is derived from a Middle Eastern pagan goddess because some manuscripts depict the demon as a young woman riding a camel. All the depictions of him are of him riding... Uh, camel, and you keep hearing me say him, but he's depicted as a woman. Yeah, so it's a masculine body, but a feminine face. Mm, yeah. So he and riding always riding a camel. So even though he's got a feminine face, his pronouns are masculine pronouns. Yeah. He's like a transgender demon. Demon. Cool. And Ahead like, of the time. We stand for that. You know? The in that movie when. The kids walking outside through the forest to the treehouse. Mm. There's like all the demons stepping out of the woods and looking at them. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of like 
sort of like very masculine bodies and then like yeah. feminine faces. Yeah. Really interesting. And that's all like representations of Payman. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he have horns? Um, different depictions. There's different, like different scripts, different texts say oh, different, different things, yeah. but they have very similar qualities. Cool. So definitely the masculine body and the feminine face or some depictions are just like, oh, he's feminine yeah. or like she's a male, uh, she's a female, whatever. But he's normally, because he, you know, he has all of his spirits and stuff, he's normally um, accompanied by a couple of host demons that come crashing in with, like, cymbals and, in like, other instruments and drums and shit to make a lot of noise because that's the kind of demon he is. He's a very, very loud, yeah. loud demon, and we do not condone summoning... Demons. Any Don't demons. summon demons. Any demons. You could potentially have unwanted paranormal activity, um, being possessed, attacked, curse your entire family... Or even cause death to yourself and others. So we do not want you to summon any demon, especially not payment or any demon. But. Um, but you should summon a demon. Is that what you're getting at? Let me just <laughs> tell you a few things. So I've told you that, like, you do not need to cut off anyone's head unless he tells you to. But, yeah. like, you've got to be asking for a fucking lot. You do not need to cut off anyone's head, though, to summon him. You can summon him in a fucking chanting circle. With, like, a group of friends. And you just give up a Pepsi Max. Exactly. You know, like, dude, Pepsi Max, change your life, zero calories. Payment Max. Tastes like sugar, no sugar. You're going to love it. And he's all like, fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) It's going to be, like, the worst (laughs) ad for Pepsi Max. (laughs) Payment in a circle, like, (laughs) (laughs) But if you, babe, you remember the movie, like, there would be moments where the music and the soundtrack and the score would just be very overwhelming, mm. overwhelming sound. Is that because? That's payment. Ah. That's him. That's him. That's it. Like, he comes crashing in with sound that is so unbearable to humans. Like, it hurts your ears. And he will not stop until the conjurer or whoever summoned him tells him to speak calmly and in your native tongue. So he's talking his native tongue and Which roaring. Which is music. Music sounds. Just loud, loud sounds. <laughs> he's rock and roll. He's just a very loud um, demon. So he's very vocal with a hoarse voice and roars as soon as he's summoned, speaking in his tongue very loudly that it hurts humans' ears until the conjurer commands him to speak in their language and quietly. Ah. Yeah. So you've got to ask nicely. You've got to, and you've got to be so respectful. Like, everything that I read was like, as long as you are sus- suspectful... Respectful. Respectful. <laughs> nice. Um, very polite. He will obey. Right. Pretty much. So, like, bring out the tea set when you're trying to bring him yeah, in. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he comes in roaring and with this discordant melody and all the teacups just, like, shatter <laughs> into pieces. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah. Like That's fine, payment. I didn't like that tea set anyway. Like he's pretty chill, but he's also a really hard demon to summon as well. So there was one thing I was reading where it was like, um, your best chance of summoning him is summoning Satan first. Wow. And then asking Satan to bring forward payment. Hey, Satan. Man, I know you're... Fr- <laughs> I'm like, can you like hook me up with your friend? Like... I just want to talk to him a little bit. I heard that he knows a lot of things. Just like... <laughs> um, it's 
to me. <laughs> I feel like this is an anti-hierarchy because usually in any normal business, around, right? you got to go through the lower tiers to get to the highest tier. Yeah. Who's really in charge here as well? <laughs> I mean, he's the third king. Okay. Maybe he's just like, but he doesn't pick up his But maybe because he's really obedient to Satan, they're like best friends. Yeah. And Satan's yeah. like, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. pay Have a chat. Come here. I've got some people that want to talk to you. <laughs> Payne's like, fuck, dude, seriously, again? It's like, everyone's calling me all the time. I just want to relax, play my music in my garage. Well, I guess that makes sense, though. If he's very obedient to Satan and Satan's like, do this, he's like, all right. No sure, else yeah, again, then yeah. he's like, fuck. And he doesn't show his discomfort to Satan because he's obedient, but as soon as he comes through the circle, he's like, fuck, fuck you guys! That's probably why he's so angry all the time. I was sleeping. His boss is an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's known to answer questions truthfully, hmm. and it said that he has knowledge of sciences, earth and its elements. He can reveal hidden treasures and knows of the affairs of the world sources say is the ability to bestow dignities and lordships payment is credited with granting familiars and having command over fish in one particular Ooh. book mm-hmm. the aquaman of hell he's the aquaman <laughs> of hell exactly he has many abilities that um are like the knowledge of the past and future events clearing up doubts making spirits appear Creating visions, acquiring and dismissing servant spirits, mm-hmm. um, reanimating the dead for several years, wow, flight, and remaining underwater indefinitely. Underwater. Underwater he indefinitely. Is he is the Aquaman <laughs> of hell. Um, he more often than not will appear in a group of people, which I just said. But if you are successful with summoning the entity, just make sure you have your questions. And request prepare beforehand, and you're polite, you have an offering, you're respectful, and when you are done, you bid payment a firm but polite farewell, then break the circle when everybody is ready. Okay. Well, thanks for running us through how to summon payment. <laughs> I did not give you the chance, okay? There are chance. And yeah, you know what? All you've got to do... No. No, tell us. Come on. All you have to do is Google, how do you summon payment? Oh, and, and then everyone's like, boom, 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 summon demons, summon demons, summon <laughs> demons. Do not summon demons. I don't care how bad you want to know if your ex is still cheating or like whatever. <laughs> you summon payment to let you know if your ex is cheating on you? No, cheating like on just everyone. Right. If your ex is still an asshole, <laughs> if your ex wants you back. I feel like there's like social media for that. You just <laughs> stalk Just them. check Instagram. Who's other pictures as he like payment was the social media stalk before <laughs> social media <laughs> yeah i've heard he's getting less work now <laughs> <laughs> but that's i think that's all i've got on payment like but even in the movie they really did their research because right down to like the necklace that ellen used to wear and gave to annie is like on point on the point on point with the symbols and everything that revolves around um Payman, just going to say that name one more time. Payman. Very cool, very cool. But I love how they're like, it's very hard to summon him, but if you, you can summon him just by saying his name. Yeah. Kind of like a, I mean, pretty much goes against each other there, doesn't it? I feel like demons can do whatever the fuck they want. If they hear their name, they're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go fuck with that person today. Boom. Like, what, how are you going to stop that? How? Oh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. 
goodbye, take your Pepsi and goodbye. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh come damn on. It. And then Satan's like, wait, payment. I need a back rub. He's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shall anyway, I move your on? your turn, babe. Okay, well, I'm just looking for some reviews to read on Halftime Spooky Time. Facebook. Oh, yeah, we can read some reviews on Facebook. All right, so we have our first review from my sister. (laughs) (laughs) It counts still. If you want to leave us a review over on Facebook or on one of our, uh, on one of the pod catches where you listen to your favorite podcasts, we would be greatly appreciated. And we'll read out any great five star reviews, regardless of what they say. So the first one is from my sister Jess. Funny and informative. I look forward to Fridays just for the podcast. Have listened to it on earphones whilst doing my groceries and burst into laughter many a time. Pretty sure the people in my area think I'm a nutter. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that review, Jess. Um, it's saying we've got three reviews, but only two are popping up. Maybe only two actual reviews. One's just a rating. Oh, okay. Well, we've got five out of five, that's for sure. And the other one is from my oldest brother, and he says, Funny and informative podcast. Great fun to listen to. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek. That's awesome. All right. Shall we jump start into mine? I'm wearing a pirate hat right now for a reason, and we've allured too many. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you got another one? Oh, I think we just got a review come through. Did we? Yeah. From who? From our amazing best friend over in the United States, it is Bob Nelson. Bobby. And he goes, Bobby. an amazing podcast that makes me laugh, makes me cry from laughing, and gives me goosebumps on more than one occasion. Oh. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks, Bob. We love you. We love you, Bob. That was really good timing. It's Perfect. as if he's listening. What? Right now? <laughs> I think he is, because he's a dark magician. Uh-uh. Which is one of our tiers for Patreon. And if you want to listen to us record live, you can do that by joining that tier. Thank you. Goodbye. Very nice. All right. So. (laughs) Avast, you scurvy dogs. All hands on poop deck for there be a celebration of all celebrations. Good pirate voice. I love that. Thank you. So obviously by the terminology terminology, and uh, what exactly we've been sort of alluring to in the previous story, uh, I'll be talking about something with pirates today. However, this is not going to be like a classic pirate ghost story that we have all known to come and love. You know, the Flying Dutchman, etc., etc. Oh, no, no, no. This is a ghost pirate love story. Probably not as exciting as the regular. Yikes. Yeah. So, this ghost story involved... Oh, sorry. The ghost involved in this story is a Haitian pirate by the name of Jack Teague, who was hung at the gallows in the early 1700s for piracy and theft. Uh, many believe that Jack Teague is actually the inspiration for Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Although... Ep- like, experts are actually pretty sceptical on that. But the lady who's part of this romance seems to think so. So, like I said, this is a story of romance and not some daring tale of high seas swashbucklery. And our tale starts off with the 46-year-old northern Irish woman named 
Amanda Large. Oh. Sounds like a fake name. <laughs> so, Amanda had previously worked as a Jack Sparrow impersonator. She had reportedly seen Pirates of the Caribbean and was like, life changed. And she spent nearly £5,000 developing this uh, Jack Sparrow costume. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So oh she... shit! I mean, I love Pirates of the Caribbean too, and I would 100% do a Jack Sparrow any day. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd, I'd go that far. Yeah. I mean, all this adoration for this uh, pirate probably caught the attention of the spirit of the real Jack Teague. Who reportedly <gasps> took notice of her. I know, I know. So the 46-year-old had just been out of a six-year relationship with her ex-husband for a while and was back on the market <laughs> for a new man to show off to her kids. <laughs> <laughs> so she just started practicing New Age spiritualism and started meditating on a regular basis and reportedly Jack Teague would come to her every now and then and interrupt her meditations, being loud and boisterous and, like, talking to her and, you know, touching her and stuff like this. Touching her, eh? Yep. (laughs) And, yeah, she eventually made contact with... sort of made the summation that this was Jack Teague, the pirate. Not just some random ghost or demon, but an actual pirate ghost in Northern Ireland. (laughs) I mean, they travelled all around the world, all the lands and seas. Sailing the seven seas, exactly right. Sailing all of the seven (laughs) seas. So she used to have visions of him, and his voice would always sort of permeate in her mind when she was meditating. I don't know if she's just crazy or what. But we'll decide that when we keep talking about this because shit starts getting really weird. Okay, okay. As many love stories go, the pair started going out on dates together to stoke the flames of romance. That's sweet. Amanda would take Jack to the pub and buy him a glass of rum so that he would sip it. Because, I mean, what else a pirate's going to really fucking drink? I mean, not vodka, that's (laughs) for sure. Exactly. Unless he was found in Russia. I mean, then it's yeah, like, that's, well. Yeah, it's only polite. So according to Amanda, the two would go out on dates, have arguments, and have hot, salty sex. Oh, that's nasty. Just like many couples are one to do. So the pair dated for two Why did she have to say salty, years. though? Oh, well, that was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why did you have to say salty? <laughs> because I wanted to evoke the feeling of being at sea. Oh, <laughs> yum. The pair dated for two whole. <laughs> <laughs> the pair dated for two whole years before they decided that it was time to tie the nautical knot. No, and get married. No. Yep, yep. It was Jack who kind of proposed the idea of marriage as well. And here's a quote from Amanda: One day he said to me, "We can actually be together, you know," but I'd never really had a relationship with a spirit, and I've never heard of that thing before. Anyhow, so Amanda. Fucking hired a ship, invited all of her friends, and the couple were legally married. And she took his name to become Amanda Large Teague. Uh, How the- does that work? I'm sorry. I'm really... Okay, I'm. everyone can do whatever they want, and they can marry whoever they want. Um, How do you marry someone that isn't... Is it actually there? Physically there. 
It's a good question. You can fucking marry yourself. It's like, a very cool, good question. But I don't honestly know. Uh, there was videos that surfaced when she was just dating the spirit, I think, and it's her with like an EMF meter reading out questions from people online and then like trying to respond to them and like do what she thinks Jack or like say what she thinks Jack is telling her to say. And then the spirit, the EMF meter is like every time she like answers. Could be fucking, you know, someone just putting like a battery up next to it or something, but you never know. I believe it. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> Anyhow, see, so they got married on a ship, and there's tons of photos of the wedding. Like, tons. Is he anywhere in those photos? <laughs> it was a no show. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. stood up on your wedding. I want to know what kind of friends these are that show up to a wedding very between supportive. very supportive like the most supportive friends you could ever have they're like she's going through a lot right now or is need equal. to go to her ghost mm. wedding okay <laughs> yeah yeah some of her friends are like should we just like call the hospital and there's like that one best friend who's like look i know i've known her like for so long we just need to like this is just a phase it's just a phase she'll get over it she'll okay? get over this in like two weeks okay. and she did Two weeks later, the pair got a divorce. Oh, no. Before, before I go on to a, any more about the divorce and, you know, what exactly happened in their marriage that led to it, I will tell you, I, will, like, I kind of want to show you a little video. Please. Where she gives some tips on how to have sex with the spirit. Okay, I might need this. All right, cool. Well, here you go, babe. Come over here. Put these headphones on. We're going to keep right. recording. I don't think any of our live listeners, okay, just Bob, will be able to hear this. But I'll Sorry. put it in post. My husband is three. Yeah, that's the one. Oh. Here she is. She's in there. She's got a musket on her table. She's got a treasure chest. She has um, a bottle of Captain Morgan, I think. Of course. All right, headphones in bed. She's got some dreads. You hear it? I'm Amanda Sparrow Large T, and I'm married to the spirit of a 300 year old pirate. When we retire, this is Jack's side of the bed, and like most couples, it's a matter of just falling into bed and going to sleep most nights. Spiritual sex is all about being able to feel the energy, it's nothing to do with masturbation. So, although it can be tried at any position, Missionary possession is probably the best to start with as it's easy to feel the weight and take it from there. Jack was an experienced lover when he was alive, so although he's dead now, that hasn't changed. I'm no expert, but he's definitely the best lover I've had. No expert, but he's definitely the best lover I've had. (laughs) Interesting. Very interesting. So missionary is good for feeling... If you if you're beginning with the spiritual sex, yeah. missionary. That's my favorite position. I don't gotta do shit. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you have a ghost lover, you really don't gotta do shit. You can feel their weight of <laughs> yeah, because nothing's there. Anyhow, uh, maybe. I mean, who knows? Should we try it? What get fucked by ghosts? Yeah, <laughs> no, let's I'm get also... some spectrophilia in here. <laughs> I'm down, down to clown. Or ghost. Wait, what? You're down to do a clown? I said I'm down to clown. Ah, oh, I see. <laughs> I was like, or shit. Ghost. Pennywise. <laughs> Pennywise. I mean, oh. he can morph into anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm Pennywise. 
the fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So, the marriage between the spirit of the dead pirate and Amanda was a vile affair after they were married. I bet. After tying the knot to the spirit and Amanda giving her loyalty through sickness and death, and until death do they part? That I don't One know. of them's already dead, so I guess they can already part. Yeah, I guess so. So... Not really sure how that works, but um, Amanda's dog began having absolute, like, horrendous barking fits around Amanda and would be, like, super on edge all the time, just not liking the energy this thing was giving off. Yeah. And then next thing you know, the spirit of Jack flows into the body of Amanda and the couple are finally united as one, otherwise known as Possession. Who would have seen that coming? I know. So... Yeah, she suddenly falls violently ill with this spirit inside of her and he starts getting really aggressive and, like, uh, saying mean things to her and degrading her and things like that. And she actually needed to go to hospital because she was going to die. She had, like, sepsis, which I think is, like, the septic thing that, like, spreads from something into, like, the blood. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, so... You she... know what, because he probably had scurvy. <laughs> exactly. That's what you get when you tie the knot with a pirate. You get sepsis from Or she probably got an STD, a spiritual transmitted disease. (laughs) (laughs) So Amanda uh, went into surgery to save her life, and afterwards she felt much better after having taken the wedding ring off during the surgery. Probably, I mean, you probably felt better from the fucking surgery as well. I mean, yeah. But apparently the wedding ring was quite a moment that felt better. Mm. Um but she could still feel that lingering energy of Jack afterwards. Because she devoted herself to him. Yeah, so she did the right thing and divorced that spectre through an exorcism that finally removed the grasp of Jack over her soul. Oh, my God. Could you imagine being like, I want a divorce. Here's my priest to do the exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> what the actual fuck? I love we are here shit. surrounded by Christ today to divorce the two. <laughs> the power of divorce compels you. Uh, so He's like, no, my first and only marriage. <laughs> yeah. Because he was a pirate. Pirates would get married. She was returned to hell. He was a pirate. No pirates didn't get married. Oh, he, he does fucking now. fucking tricked her. Hey, 300 years in the afterlife. Probably really makes you want to settle down. And get horny as fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, she said she returned to health in no time. And she quoted this as she talked to many news establishments after her breakup. It was terrifying seeing a completely different side to a lovely spirit I'd seen before. But I knew in my heart that if I didn't get rid of him, my health was going to get so bad I was probably going to die anyway. I've quit... to be with you forever. Exactly. I've quit it all because I'm terrified. But if I didn't go through that exorcism, I'd be dead. I mean... Maybe if you didn't go through the surgery... Yeah, that's it. I think, I feel like Jack was probably like, or if it was Jack, some ghost was probably like, I'm going to drag you into the fucking afterlife with me so then we can be together forever. Well, like he you said. said that to her. Yeah, exactly. He? he was like, you know, we can be together forever. And she's like, you're right, marriage. And he's like, I won't be good. Yeah, yeah. But sure, if marriage. that's the step that you living need to take these yeah. days, sure. Yeah. So Jack Teague was actually like a dark-skinned man, so it looked nothing like Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. And I remember in an interview I watched of her, she was 
Not only mentioning that she was he was the best lover, but he also had quite a large member. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah. And as we know, he knew how to swing his sword. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that's all I have. Moral of the story: really Don't good. marry ghosts. Yeah, don't marry ghosts. It's dumb. Probably don't get married in general. Don't spend four thousand dollars on a outfit for Jack Sparrow. Yeah, because you're probably going to fuck a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real moral of the story. Absolutely. If you don't want to fuck ghosts, don't make Jack Sparrow costumes. And if you do, missionary is the way to go. Apparently so. You can really feel the weight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. All right, well, that's all I have for today. That's all I have for today. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you. And uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can at You Mean a Poltergeist. You can follow us on Facebook at the same name and on Patreon at You Mean a Poltergeist, where you can support yeah. us, help the podcast grow, and help Belinda and I survive. Yes! <laughs> uh, thank you to our sponsors so far. We love you so much. We love uh, you all. Braden Fivash on Instagram. Bambi Mac is on Instagram. Uh, live the dream. Be supreme and don't forget. Exercise regularly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what that what that little intro intro outro outro was, but whatever. Exercise regularly, motherfuckers. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 